guys, there are times when you feel that I I'm not going to get anywhere now. I'm finished. I'm ready to be put on the compost heap. But look, it's coming up and it's got buds on it. So it's got a future. You know? It's pretty cool, I think. So, you know, I, I was looking at it this morning and I think, I've got to show people that this morning just to encourage them. Because I just feel that today is about loving each other and encouraging each other. And that's why that, the way you did that today, Jill, was just perfect. Okay? Brilliant. And bless you for that. I'm going to put this down now and cause a mark on the floor maybe. No, I'll put it on the bag. Right. Great. That's cool. I'm now going to discuss, I'm now going to discuss a little bit about football. Sorry. Just the way it has to be. My favourite team, Fulham, used to have a really good footballer, a good player, once upon a time. We did, once upon a time. And his name was George Cohen, okay? And George was so good that he played for England. I that's pretty smart. Not only that, us Fulham fans have the bragging rights because... Never mind about Chelsea or Arsenal or whatever, because they didn't have a player in the 1966 World Cup winning team, but we did, because it was George. And here's the thing about George, okay? He was a full back. He was a defender. He was the most rubbish shot you've ever seen. If he kicked a ball at goal, it probably went a mile away. He, in his whole, whole long career, he scored two goals, uh, and they were pretty fortunate. And he ran like, I mean, the way he ran was bizarre. You know, it was kind of all over the place and everything like that. He looked terrible. He was no Lionel Messi. But I tell you what, during that World Cup final, the, the whole tournament, England only had three goals scored against them. Amazing. Only three goals. And George helped that. Because George may not have been much else, but he was a really good defender and a most important part of the team. Not everyone can get up here and talk. Not everyone can do this or do that. Not everyone can sing like Sam can sing. Not everyone can play the guitar the way Mark can or the drums or, or you know, everything, all that sort of stuff. Uh, you know, the, there are so many gifts that we've got and gifts that we haven't got, you know? But we all are important in the team. Not only are we family, but we're, we're team, okay? And the difference is this. Um, there's only 11 players on the field, and they have, a, they have some who are subs on the bench. Nobody's on the bench here, okay? Nobody's on the bench. Everybody's in the team, and everybody's playing. And you might not be doing something at one point, but let me tell you, you've got to keep alert and see what God wants you to do. Uh, I used to play football, and I, and I played defence. And sometimes the ball was right up the front, okay? And all the forwards were doing whatever they were doing. I couldn't just sit down and have a cup of tea 
or look the other way. I had to keep looking to see what was going to happen next. I had to keep looking to see what's my job going to be in a minute. I couldn't turn off because it didn't work like that. I'm going to read a passage from Philippians. If you have any encouragement from being united with Christ, being a Christian, if any comfort from his love, if any fellowship with the Spirit, if any tenderness and compassion, then make my joy complete by being like-minded, having the same love, being one in spirit and purpose. This is what church is about, isn't it? Do nothing out of selfish ambition or vain conceit, but in humility, consider others better than yourselves. Each of you should look not only to your own interests, but also to the interests of others. Your attitude should be the same as that of Jesus Christ. There's a big passage afterwards that tells us what Jesus did. And... uh, it's a fantastic passage that loads of people preach on. But actually, that, that passage afterwards is just the example of what Jesus is like that we have got to follow. Because what Paul is actually saying is, I want you to be interested in the people around you. I want you to love the people that you are sharing your church with. I want you to really bless them and care about them and do it the way that Jesus did. And Jesus gave his everything for each one of us. And and it says in John that we should love, Jesus' commandment was that we should love one another as I have loved you, Jesus said. The way I've loved you is how you should love one another. And by this, all men will know that you are my disciples, if you have love for one another. If they see you looking after each other, blessing each other, caring for each other, if they see love like they've never seen before, unconditional love, that's what Jesus' love was. It was unconditional. It didn't depend on what you did. You know, my love for you shouldn't depend on what you do for me. No, it's got nothing to do with that. It's what I can do for you. It's me loving you for who you are just as a person. That's, that's, what, it's, that's what it's about. Oh, and it was so great, Sharon. That was great. Family, yeah? It was good fun. I, I, the football business. I forgive you. Actually, I was part of it. I knew we were going to do it ages ago. It was good fun. You know, there's so much we can do to bless each other and, and just enjoy life together and, and do stuff together and, and care about each other. You know, I'm sure all the ladies who went up to, to cherish, you know, I mean, they were blessed by Nikki getting it all sorted out and, and stuff like that. And, and you had a good time, I think. Did you? Actually, no one said whether they did or not. Did you have a good time? Oh, yeah, 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 it's all right. It's quite nice. Yeah, 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 really enthusiasm there. I know they did. They would have had a good time. Uh, oh, come on. Do stuff together, and uh, everybody's involved. 
everybody's involved. We all have something we can say. Uh, and uh, I'm just going to read a few other bits in, in Philippians. I'm just going to quickly go through. Because I see time is kind of whizzed along here. Um, I'm just going to look at some of the things that, that we can do. And a load of this comes out in, in Paul's letter to the Philippians. And I'll, I'll whiz through. Um, Paul rejoices because he knows that things are going to be good, it says in, in chapter 1, through your prayers. Uh, and let's pray for each other. That's so basic, so obvious, so simple. But let's make sure that we're doing it, okay? Um, Paul then talks about Timothy. I all, I'm cheered when I receive news about you. I have no one else like Timothy who takes a genuine interest in your welfare. Okay, do, do we take a genuine interest in the welfare of each other? Yeah, so, because, because that's what Timothy did. He took, a, and he didn't, he wasn't even part of that church. But he took a genuine interest in their welfare. And that's what we should be doing, taking a genuine interest in welfare. Um, it, it talks about standing firm in the Lord and uh, the brothers and sisters getting together to help each other do that. I'm whizzing through stuff here. Um, there's a bit of a, a to-do with two ladies in the church who are just arguing with each other about something or other. And he says, help these women and, and look after them and care for them, kind of restore them and, and all the rest of it. And, and he, he then says good things about them as well. He says, they've done so much for me. They've contended for the gospel. They are great. Um, he talks about being so encouraged about them having concern for him, for Paul. Uh, he, he says that they shared in his troubles. Do you know we can do that, can't we? Can't we share in each other's troubles? If we can't share in each other's troubles, who's going to share in each other's troubles? Come on. Well, you know, it matters, you know. It matters to me what happens um, with Mark over this next week. It really matters to me, you know. I really care about what's going to happen when he goes to Exeter. It means something to me. Okay? It, 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 it just does. The things we prayed about, it, it matters, you know. Um, he talks about them giving gifts to people, you know. We can bless each other by doing things that are quite... You don't have to knit a sweater for somebody, but that was pretty cool. But, you know, we can do things, little things, can't we? Just, just to lift people up. Because we all need a lift up. I don't know about you, but there are moments where I just think, I just need a lift in my life. I need something to come along and give me an oomph, you know. Uh, it's not very kind of preachy, is it, an oomph? But I, I don't know about you, I do need an oomph sometimes. You know, something just to, to help me. And uh, the last bit of this, this bit I want to talk about, he says, greet all the saints in Christ Jesus. Now, Alan's my man for that. He comes up to me and he gives me a big plonking kiss. You don't all have to do that, okay? But it actually says, greet the brethren with a kiss, you know. Um, but greet all the saints in Christ Jesus. You know, they, we're brothers and sisters. We're family. You know, let's, let's greet each other. Let's make sure that no one feels left out. Let's, 
you, you probably know that by now. I've probably said it up the front so much. I hate the idea of people being left out. It just makes me crazy, you know. If you want to make me mad, you know, leave people out. Just gets me going, you know. Never, never let anyone feel left out. If there's one thing, and this isn't why you do it, incidentally, you don't do it so that people think, oh, that's a really nice church. I'll go there again. It does make a difference, though. That's not why you do it. You do it because you love them and because you have a responsibility to make sure no one's left out. That's why you do it. But at the same time, if you've ever been to a church where no one talks to you, you're not going to go back there again, I tell you. You know, there's nothing worse. It doesn't matter how good the preacher is up the front or how good the worship is. If no one talks to you and you don't seem to be part of the family at all, forget it. Yeah? I'm going to uh, find... I'm going to read another few passages. But these are all the encouraged passages. And with this, I'm probably going to be finished. First of all, I just want to say... uh, I'm going to read a couple of them from different versions. A definition of encouragement, I'll throw this one in, because I really like this, um, to give support, confidence, and hope to somebody. Okay, I'm not going to enlarge on that. You just think about it. To give support, confidence, that's interesting, isn't it? To give confidence and hope to somebody, because without hope... Things are pretty grim, aren't they? We can give hope to people. That's encouragement. And I'm going to read four passages that there are in the Bible that talk about saying we should give encouragement. Uh, 1 Thessalonians 4.18 says this, Therefore, encourage one another with these words. And it's talking about words um, that tell us about Jesus, that tell us about God, that tell us about all, all the stuff that we were singing about. Yeah, we were singing about all that, all the great things that God's done. One of the ways we encourage one another is affirming our faith, and it's by letting people know what about God and what God can do for us. And and sometimes the best way is by singing it, isn't it? It kind of, you know, you're saying those words to yourself. But we can do that for each other as well. And Paul says, encourage one another with these words, with words about God and about the Father and how much he loves us and how he doesn't let us go. And that's what we've been doing this morning. You know, that's, that's come through what different people have said. Yeah? Um, in 1 Thessalonians 5.11, it says, Therefore, encourage one another and build one another up. And we need to build each other up, don't we? Because it's not just the question of keeping us where we are. It's pushing ourselves onwards build one another up and then uh, see what Paul does here he then says just as in fact you are doing in fact so he tells them what to do and he says but you you know what you're doing a good job you're doing all right encouraging we all need that we all need to be told you know what you're doing a good job yeah you look you're doing well with your kids you you're you're doing you know don't worry about your job I bet you know I know what you're like you're you're cool you're okay we need those. We need that. I do. I don't know about you. I, I need it. Okay. Then Hebrews. Hebrews says, encourage one another daily, as long as it's called today. 
Um, that's a neat one because, you know, we don't turn off as Christians. We don't have days off as Christians, you know. I mean, Dave always jokes about he only works on Sundays. He does, and he puts in a shift the odd day through the week as well. But, but no, you don't have a day off as a Christian, okay? You should be praying and caring and looking out for people all the time. It, you don't have a day off. And then last of all, uh, and cur- this is uh, Hebrews 10.25, and I, I just want to find the whole passage here. It's a big old Bible, this one. Right. If I can find it. There we are. Right. This is Hebrews chapter 10. Okay. And it it says this. Let us hold unswervingly to the hope we profess. For he who promised is faithful. Let's get that as well. We've spoken about it already. God's looking up. God's on our side. Don't forget that. You know, don't forget that. And let us consider how we may spur one another on towards love and good deeds. Let us not give up meeting together, such as the habit of some, but let us encourage one another. Okay, meeting together is important. You know, if you don't come here and, you know, we we don't have a a three-line whip on this, and, and no one says, you've got to be here every Sunday. Some churches can be a bit like that. We're not. But all I'm saying, it's to your advantage if you come here. Because you come here, you can be encouraged, and you can encourage other people. Okay? And uh, that, that's the point. We need to encourage one another. We need to spur one another on towards love and good deeds. And I'm going to read the same passage now in... Uh, in the Message Bible, and my good friend Dave bought this for me. He bought this for me. I, I happened to mention something I'd read in the Message that I liked, and Dave encouraged me by buying me this. So thanks, Dave. That's so cool. And uh, I'm going to read the passage from it. Right, if I can find it. Here we go. Right. I'll find it. Right. Let's keep a firm grip on the promises that keep us going. That's cool, isn't it? Let's keep a firm grip on the promises that keep us going. And when Paul, Paul was saying encourage each other by, you know, saying because of the words, um, he meant, you know, let pe- remind people of stuff like that. Okay. Uh, keep a firm grip on the promises that keep us going. He always keeps his word. Yes. Let's sit, and I love this, and I want you to grab hold of this one because this is what Sharon did. Okay. Let's see how inventive we can be in encouraging love and helping out. Okay. How, what can I do to cheer up so and so? What can I do to help that situation? What, 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 it must be something I can do. Okay, sometimes it's just a word, saying something. Sometimes it's a hug. You know, we had the, bit, the hug bit. That's how I knew that God wanted this said this morning. That was the kind of final bit on it, you know. 
Let's see how inventive we can be in encouraging love and helping out, not avoiding worshipping together as some do, but spurring each other on, especially as we see the big day approaching. I'm not saying that's the most uh, kind of uh, posh talk you'll ever heard here. But all I can say is it's what I think God wanted you to hear. And uh, I just want to say how much I love all of you lot. You, you're just so cool, you know. You are a cool lot. And uh, you know, let's just be special to each other. I don't have the words to say. Love one. Jesus had the best you know a new command I give to you love one another as I have loved you and hey you know everyone in the family is involved Father God if there's anybody here who needs a hug from you or from us or needs a word in their life Father God I pray you'll bring that to them Father God I pray you will heal broken hearts I pray that you will work in situations that are making us so anxious and worried at the moment. But help us to help each other, Lord. Help us to be inventive in the way that we can spur each other on, encourage each other, give each other hope, give each other confidence. Oh, Father God, we pray that you will help us to support each other. And with your power, we know we can do this. In Jesus' name we ask it. Amen. Amen.